The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Learn more at usbank.com newsroom. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, July 27th. In today's news, 711 children who were taken from their parents at the border remain in government shelters. Michael Cohen says Donald Trump knew about that June 2016 meeting with the Russians ahead of time. And an Ohio congressman shakes up the race to replace Paul Ryan as Speaker of the House. But first, the big idea. A U.S. Air Force plane carrying what are thought to be the remains of 55 Americans killed during the Korean War arrived at Osan Air Base in South Korea on Friday morning. Today is the 65th anniversary of the armistice that ended the Korean War. The Air Force C-17 aircraft departed for the North Korean city of Wonsan shortly before 6 a.m. Friday. It returned about 11 a.m. local time, where it was greeted by a crowd of several hundred U.S. service members and their families. The exchange means that one part of the agreement reached between President Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in Singapore last month has been partially fulfilled, albeit more slowly than many had anticipated. Trump tweeted, quote, Thank you to Kim Jong-un. The remains are expected to remain at Osan for a few days for initial testing before a repatriation ceremony is held on August 1st, and then they're sent on to Hawaii. North Korea had accepted 100 wooden caskets to return the remains. The U.S. military had moved them into the demilitarized zone that divides the Korean peninsula last month. Though the U.S. has a policy of refusing to pay for the repatriation of remains, it has agreed in the past to provide some funding for expenses incurred by the North Koreans. The Pentagon estimates that nearly 7,700 U.S. troops remain unaccounted for from the Korean War. Among them are 5,300 believed to have been killed north of the 38th parallel, which is the border between North and South. Experts believe the North Korean government has somewhere between 120 and 200 sets of U.S. military remains in its possession and ready to deliver but there are thousands more still in the North Korean countryside. Some remains were buried by U.S. troops in cemeteries that were intended to be temporary until China's entry into the Korean War forced U.S. forces to withdraw farther south. Other remains are at sites where aircraft crashed or in unmarked graves. After the remains are returned, scientific testing will be needed to confirm that they belong to American soldiers. In the past, North Korea has been accused of deliberately including non-American bones, even animal bones, in a bid to fool U.S. authorities. Now, diplomats and military leaders see today's follow-through as good news, and hopefully the tests show these are indeed American bones. But there's concern that the feet dragging by Pyongyang, even for this somewhat small overture, suggests that the road ahead, the path to denuclearization, may not be as smooth as the president continues to publicly predict it will be. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, the Trump administration said that it has reunited more than 1,440 migrant children with their parents as of Thursday, which was the deadline a federal judge had set for all families who had been separated at the border to be reunited by. But officials say that 711 kids remain in government shelters. 
The majority of them are there because their parents are no longer in the U.S. They were sent back to where they came from empty-handed. The rest are in shelters either because their parents have criminal records or their cases remain under review. Administration officials say they'll work with the court to figure out how to return those remaining children. Meanwhile, a Republican-led House committee unanimously passed a resolution on Thursday that is aimed at reversing Attorney General Jeff Sessions' guidance that immigrants may no longer use claims of domestic or gang violence to qualify for asylum. The provision would be included as part of a larger spending bill to fund the Department of Homeland Security. That funding measure is already pretty contentious because of disputes over funding for Trump's proposed border wall. Conservative Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas warned that this new asylum provision could sink the entire must-pass funding bill, risking a government shutdown at the end of September. Right-wing talk radio hosts are already denouncing the amendment on asylum. Number two, Michael Cohen says Trump knew in advance about the June 2016 Trump Tower meeting in which Russians offered dirt on Hillary Clinton. And according to CNN, the president's longtime former lawyer is willing to speak to Bob Mueller about Trump's advanced knowledge. Cohen's claim directly contradicts repeated denials by Trump himself, Donald Trump Jr., their lawyers, and other administration officials who have said the president knew nothing about the Trump Tower meeting until a July 2017 report in the New York Times. Cohen reportedly alleges that he was present in the room, along with several others, when Trump was informed of the Russians' offer by Don Jr. By Cohen's account, Trump approved going ahead with the meeting with the Russians to get the so-called dirt. Cohen has told people he hopes this information might help him get a plea deal. He's under investigation for bank fraud and several other crimes. Asked for a response, the president's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, called Cohen, quote, a pathological liar. Number three, Representative Jim Jordan, a leader of the Tea Party House Freedom Caucus, who's facing a controversy over his knowledge of sexual abuse allegations within Ohio State's wrestling program when he was a coach there, launched a long shot bid for House Speaker. The Ohio Republican argued in a letter to colleagues announcing his plans that the GOP-led Congress has let Trump down. Jordan vowed, if he becomes Speaker, to fully repeal the 2010 health care law, build the wall along the southern border, and make last year's tax cuts permanent. His run represents a challenge to Paul Ryan's preferred successor, House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy of California. Speaking of Ryan, the lame duck speaker expressed opposition yesterday to the Freedom Caucus-led effort, which Jordan is part of, to impeach Rod Rosenstein as Deputy Attorney General. Ryan said he thinks the Justice Department is working in good faith to comply with congressional oversight requests. The effort to impeach Rosenstein stands to linger for at least another month. Yesterday was the last day House members were scheduled to meet in Washington until September. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, July 27th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you on Monday. 